0: Hello everybody and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to get into the very colorful and straightforward, but when you think about it, nonsensical game Flip City. Uh, this is a game that is published by TMG in the States. Uh, I believe this one is a, another uh, South Korean transplant, if I'm not mistaken it was designed by chief and Chen, um and uh let's see alternate names are design town um and uh let's see what's another name for it they had yep no that's the only one i can read the other ones are in <laughs> japanese <laughs> <laughs> and, what? you don't uh, know japanese
1: <laughs> i'm reading maybe doing this is a chinese with trans- you
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think this might be a chinese translation actually um But uh, yes, this is a card game and it is a city builder, more of a neighborhood builder, I guess, is kind of what this would be. It it kinda like the logic of this game breaks down beyond that. I think cities, cities, and townships buildings buildings are just like the way to enter the headspace of this game, but it kinda doesn't make sense because you're raising you're (laughs) you're growing and raising neighborhoods on a whim. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of doesn't make sense. When you said that, I was just like, wait what does this mean? I like. I, I was just like, I'm just playing, man. I'm just playing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it kind of doesn't make sense, but it's fun. You kind of lose it right away. It's just more fun to engage with these buildings and uh, you, you, it doesn't really matter. So it doesn't get in the way of the gameplay at all. But each round you'll be kind of creating these neighborhoods and trying to do something with them. But sometimes you make too many and too many frowny faces and people get mad. So do you, destroy that whole neighborhood i don't quite get it but anyway Ooh,
1: maybe, um, maybe it's
0: a game of sim city but then like godzilla comes through really quickly every time and you have to rebuild over this. and over again <laughs> they just edit that part out because they assume you know that's what's happening is that a monster <laughs> sure. a kaiju comes and destroys it and you just start over <laughs> um but anyway how do we how do you play this game alex
1: okay the way you play this game this is a uh, as they call it a micro deck builder Um, It's a very weird deck. So everyone starts with the same uh, makeup in their deck. Uh, They have a uh, Central Park, a factory, a hospital, an apartment, a convenience store, and four residential areas. And everyone will shuffle their deck. Uh, They will shuffle them carefully. And they will also shuffle them underneath the table uh, because as the name suggests uh, you will be flipping these cards over because these cards are double-sided there is no back of a card there each side will be used throughout the game Uh, so basically they say shuffle it in some way that you don't see your deck while you are shuffling it Uh, and then On display to be purchased throughout the game are, depending on what you're playing with, uh, either four or five piles because the game itself comes with an expansion uh, that includes another thing that you can buy. Uh, And on display is always the convenience store, the hospital, the factory, Central Park, uh, and if you decide to add the expansion, an office. Uh, and that is what everyone starts with. And I, th- I think they suggest the start player is the person to have last last flipped a table. I don't think I've ever <laughs> just, noticed that until just now. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think I've ever actually flipped a table. So uh, we. I think. I think we just go with the standard. You know, evens odds uh, when we do our games.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or just. Do you want to go first? Okay. Cool. You're, you go first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so basically.
1: On a turn, what happens is uh, after you're done shuffling, uh, you you will always start with whatever your hand deck is. Your deck will go into one of your hands and stay there. Uh, you don't have it on the table. It will stay in your hand because you don't want to accidentally see a card underneath or uh, accidentally flip something that you shouldn't, basically. Uh, and you will basically pull the top card off and play it in front of you. Uh, and... There are certain cards that require you to play them. Those are the residential areas. If a residential area is ever on the top of your deck, you are required to play it. Uh, now that doesn't sound that bad, but um, there are symbols on these cards that are bad. There are little frowny faces on some of these cards, uh, and if at any point in time you play three frowny faces, fr- frowny faces, faces <laughs> out in front, <laughs> out in front of you, uh, then. You've zonked, your turn is over, all your cards go to your discard pile, and it is the next player's turn. Uh, So you don't want that to happen. So that is why auto-playing cards is not that great. Uh, But basically, if you don't zonk, you can continue to play cards out of your deck as long as you wish, and you can stop at any moment. But again, anytime you get those three frowny faces, game over for that round. Uh, But once you stop, then you have the option to basically go into the buying phase, Uh, and in the buying phase you have uh, two options, well actually three options, but one of them is kind of a mix of the two. So you can either buy a card, one of those four cards that were on display that I mentioned earlier, uh, or you could flip a card. Uh, This allows you to flip one of the cards that is in your discard deck, and each of them has its own price to flip it, uh, and it will turn into something else completely or you can as they call it develop a card which would be paying an exorbitant amount of money to not only buy the card but flip the card that you just bought Uh, you don't ever have the opportunity to both buy something and flip something in your discard although uh, depending on the cards you've played out you might be able to buy two cards or flip two cards Uh, there are certain cards that allow you to do that once you've played them and then once that's done Then you move everything in your discard pile, and it's the next player's turn. And this continues on uh, until one of two things happens. Uh, Either someone wins by having the the convenience store out and a total of 18 cards played that turn, or uh, they have a number of rosettes on their cards totaling up to eight. Uh, If either one of those happens, that player wins. Uh, But... The, the interesting thing is all of the things that these buildings do, basically. So those residential areas are bad, but you can flip them. Uh, and if you flip those things, they turn into apartments. And they're still bad, but you're not required to play them. They're basically the same exact thing, but you're not required to play them. Uh, and if you can build up enough money, uh, it costs, I believe, eight to flip over a an apartment. And this is where it gets really interesting and very mean, is you are allowed to spend eight to flip an apartment and then put it into someone else's discard pile. Uh, There's a lot of cool things like that. There are the convenience store. If you flip that over, that one allows you to, it gains you a rosette and some extra money, but it also uh, forces you, if you play that card, you are forced to play the next card. Uh, So it adds a bit of that, Uh, mechanic that the residential areas had. Uh, There's a hospital which you start with. That one has uh, a coin and a bad thing but it also gets you more coins for every frowny face that you have. Although if you flip it, it becomes a church and then gives you an extra frowny face that you can have during that turn so you can go up to like four or if you have another church five. The factory makes you discard the bottom thing of your deck but if you flip it, it's a power plant and then you can start putting your uh, residential areas into other people's decks or no it, or is it apartments it's one of them it allows you to just move things from your deck without paying for it and it also has two rosettes on it but it also has a frowny fit like, and then the central park has two rosettes on it but the station on the flip side has three so basically when you go into this game you're just like alright what do I want to do do I want to go for the church strategy or do I want to go for like a power plant so It's it's it, it varies wildly and then the office which can be thrown in there basically allows you to instead of instead of reshuffling your discard pile uh, and reshuffling everything you can kind of put the office off to the side and the flip side is the trade center which allows you to uh, flip it uh, at any point in time which adds a frowny face to your current thing but allows you to reshuffle your discard into your uh hand even if you don't have an empty hand, basically. Uh, and so those those are all the crazy things that everything can do. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's basically the entire game. Uh, other than I, I did m- miss mentioning, and I kind of alluded to it, there are certain things in your discard that you can actually flip and get bonuses out of. I think there are some that allow you to immediately flip it back, da- basically downgrade it, but gain like a coin, or downgrade it and allow for another frowny face, or downgrade it and then... Uh, put something back on top of your your hand type of things. I I rarely use those, but
0: it should be noted that that does exist. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's the whole and thing. And victory points, right? Because you can flip cards back over to oh, get... Oh, yes.
1: There is there is one that allows you to flip it over and get a, a rosette. Yes.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, that is basically the game. It's a lot of lot of flipping right in the name. This name is uh, this game is appropriately labeled <laughs> <Yes>. Flip city. <laughs> Flip, and there's a city. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this game, this game was uh, one that you had uh, suggested, and I would never played it before. Um, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. The art of this game is nice and bright. It's very it's kind of typical from what you'd think um, from a lot of uh, games from Asia. Uh, especially uh, Japan, um, specifically, or Korea. I, can't, I I should have done more research on exactly where this is from, but this feels like a Japanese or Korean um, uh, transport or transplant. But uh, yeah, the art is very uh, bright and engaging. The cards are very well designed and clear. I think the simplicity of the rules lends it to an easy understanding for someone who's learning how to play it. I think anyone could pick this up pretty quickly. I would say. Oh, yeah. Um, what uh, what have been your experiences? I really enjoyed my plays. I thought it was fun. Um, a, a game to kind of get into, and there's a surprising amount of strategy options within this game. I will say that it felt, and I didn't get there, but it felt like, I bet with this game, eventually you can find a, a strategy that kind of is a dependable strategy to go after. However, I have not gotten there yet, um, and it obviously it's going to change slightly each game, but it, kind of felt like that might happen but I shouldn't say that for sure because I never found that so uh what have um, your play experiences been like
1: I've played this a number of times and every time I feel like oh yeah that's the best strategy S- something happens where like Liz will do something and all of a sudden she is just drowning me in cards <laughs> or she is like every turn she has she just has tons of money and I'm like how are you getting how so much do you- money yeah. How are you doing that? And she, like, part of it is, yeah, some strategies work really well, but there's a lot of luck. It's luck, push your luck based things in there where it's like, sure. You know, sometimes you just don't get the right cards coming out at the right times. Like, you're always getting, you know, the residential areas coming out just at the wrong time or like you're always like I think the last game I played I kept being short of the eight coins that I needed to get rid of those apartments by like one coin ever like I was always coming up seven and I'm like dang it I missed it again and and I slowly started drowning in her residential areas that she kept throwing into my pile and I was just like (laughs) oh yeah this is this is not going well but like you can always that you can always just take a different strategy next game. I've I've done multiple different strategies, and early on I would always take the "all right, I'm gonna try and get rid of all my apartments" type of a thing. But yeah, uh, I've I've I definitely have enjoyed doing the power plant strategy of, you know, playing as many power plants as I can, or just just tons of factories because factories have a lot of money on them. They have two coins, uh, and they right. don't have any right. frowny faces. So it's just like all right, I'll just. Build up factories, heck with anything else. And then with those factories, I'll just buy a bunch of central parks or flip things over and make a bunch of stations like and then I'll just go complete rosettes. Or I have taken the strategy of just like buy every convenience store. Uh, And that is interesting (laughs) because, again, there's that win condition of having a convenience store and. Eighteen cards. while convenience stores don't also don't have any frowny faces, and they're right. one coin each. So it's really—it's just like it's—it's it's really interesting. There are a lot. There are a number of different strategies you can take, and I—I I really like the weirdness of each of them.
0: Yeah. No, I do. That's a good way of putting it. They're very quirky. Each strategy is very quirky, and you—you'd have to sort of uh, th- certain things have to go right for it to happen. <laughs> but it's just feasible enough that you can do it <laughs> um Yeah, I like. that's why I like the game a lot, though. The strategies are just odd and fun to engage with, uh, and they feel like it's just like, oh, this is a long shot. I don't know if I'm going to get all those convenience stores. I mean, there's not enough convenience stores in the game to play 18 of them, (laughs) so it's not possible. So you have to (laughs) supplement with other cards. And so, but you also, it would take a long time to buy that convenience store, so now it's a race. Can I buy all the convenience stores and figure out another card to supplement that to get to 18 before they can win? (laughs) And I think, I've never done it, but I think conceivably you could. It'd be hard though. I've bought a number of convenience. I think the last
1: game we played, while while she was dumping a bunch of residential areas, she kept having like very little money on the other turns, so she'd be like, Alright, well I'll just buy a convenience store. So she had like eight convenience stores or something like that. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm just drowning here. I'm moving so slowly, just trying to get rid of the turn the residentials into apartments and I'm like you, like you're gonna win this. I just, I just need you to win this on your turn so this game ends because uh, there's no way I'm coming back from this unless I get a really lucky hand. Uh, right. And she's just like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can finally start buying the the Central Parks now, and hopefully I'll have enough enough rosettes to do that. But because I think the most she was playing every card in her hand like every time, unless like cards came out in just the wrong fashion, but it was highly unlikely. Uh, but she only had like. I think 12 cards so it's just like how is this how's this working man Dang it. <laughs> but I, the, yeah the great thing was the hand before the game we played before I'd basically done a similar thing to her but with a different method and so she was the one drowning in cards and I was just the one with a bunch of power plants
0: just being like
1: yep I have tons of money
0: <laughs> so uh, what can I do with it have you used the off do you use the offices much
1: I don't use it too often i i've thrown it in probably like
0: i don't know i'd say like an eighth of the time Um,
1: so what the office
0: does uh for listeners is the office is uh, money and its power is that you can when you have to shuffle your deck again uh you can put the office on top so you can have several offices in a row basically it's a guaranteed you know that the first card you're gonna draw is money and not a frowny face um and so yeah, I'm I'm curious how you've used it because I I have I was kind of using that heavily like I'd get a few to guarantee that I'd have a few coins, um, right away. But I I don't know if it's as strong as I thought I was because I've gotten away from it because it doesn't seem to help me that much because <laughs> they're usually they're never enough to do much by themselves. So you need to draw more cards, and you're kind of right away into the risks of getting frowny faces. Uh, past that anyway, and so. Let's say you have two. The first one you draw, okay, good, that one's safe. The second one you draw, you still don't know what's underneath that office, and you might have to draw a, a residential area. Or is it a no? Which an apartment? Um. So anyway, I I uh, I've been kind of weaning or going back and forth between the office strategy, or trying to build a strategy around that with not very much success. So I was curious if you use them much.
1: I've I've I, when I do it, I tend to buy like three or four. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. Like it, it's, it, it can be pretty interesting. So um, yeah, I, it's tough to tell. The one thing I do like about it is the, the spread of the costs of all the cars that you can buy uh, without the office. The spread is like two, four, five, and seven. And there are a number of times where you've got three and you're like, I'd like to buy something other than a convenience store. I've got tons of convenience right. stores. I don't need another one. It is nice to have something else to choose from when you have that three. It's just like, well, you know, I would like having a start turn with coins. That that would be nice. It's 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 handy. Whereas the convenience store, you don't know where it's going to end up. So it, it yeah, I, I like it.
0: I, um, I was trying to do the shopping mall as well. So the shopping mall is the flip side of the convenience store. And <clears throat> that it gives you two coins and a victory point each time it comes out. However, it requires you to play an additional card uh, if there is one to play. And so that can get you into trouble real real quickly. And I thought I was trying to do a Blitzkrieg strategy where I would do a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not a good way to go because that just gets you into trouble right away. Oh, oh cause God, forcing, yeah, because could be just forcing you.
1: <laughs> forcing you to continually play stuff.
0: I thought I could do a Central Park and that strategy and uh, it, just the luck of the deck did not go well for me but but that's kind of goes back to what you're saying all the strategies here are really fun even when they're failing to engage with there is a little bit of uh, not take that I mean there's some take that here but like frustration when things aren't going well which has to do with just the luck of the draws but for the most part it is pretty fun to engage with these strategies and try to um, explore go down a rabbit hole with them and try to incorporate them um, into a cohesive unit <laughs> a cohesive strategy. Yeah. That it is actually can be difficult to do because there's so many fun options to select. Um, I am still also working on a church strategy. Churches um, limit, or or no, they expand the amount of frowny dissatisfaction, frowny faces you can have, which allows you to have bigger hands and press your luck a little bit more. But That's all they do. They don't give you any money. So all they're doing is extending the possibility that you would get a better card or give you the option to draw more cards to get a better card. So they're kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of getting lukewarm on that strategy as well. But um, Yeah, I think I started,
1: I think that was like my second tier thing of like, just go heavy churches, man. Then I can always play every card because although it depends on where the the churches, if they're sitting at the bottom of your deck, are kind of useless.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They just sort of sit there and allow you to do kind of – it seems like on the servers that they'd be a lot more useful. But I, in my experience, they haven't been as useful as I would have hoped. But combined yeah. with, let's say, the shopping mall, which forces you to draw another card, maybe that is a better option. Um, but I think uh, I'm still in the mode. I'm still determined to flip my residential areas um, as much, or as quickly as I can. And uh, so I don't have to draw another card. Apartments are basically the same card, but they allow you to not have to automatically draw them. So um, anyway, so yeah, long story short, there's a lot of fun strategies within Flip Cities. I really liked this game. I thought it was a fun game to play, and I think it actually would lend itself quite well to taking out. So let's uh, let's get into that a little bit more.
1: Well, hold on one one last thing before we do that. Okay, uh, sure. Have you played it uh, for as more than a two player game at all? I haven't. I only played two. Yeah. Have, and then my next question has you have you played the solo variant? I forgot there was
0: one until I looked at the no. rules today. <laughs> I I have not. I didn't I uh, didn't realize there was one until my last playthrough, uh, but I have not. So have you? Uh, I have not played the
1: solo variant, but I did play a four player game once it was it's definitely interesting because again uh when you have those ones where you can put something into someone else's deck you choose which whose deck you put it into and so then then you're kind of like picking someone out and saying all right let me you're always picking out who you think is in the lead so it's just like ooh man they're 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 doing well i'm going to put it into their discard pile and it it could it Sometimes turns into that pylon of, oh, yeah, the next person goes and they can do the similar thing. And it's just like, I think they are ahead and they put it in there or it could like completely backfire. And when you put it into there, someone else goes, well, you are not probably now doing better because you got rid of one. So I have to give it to you. And so it just snakes around and it's just like it is really interesting. But, yeah, I think – it it, it it makes it a, a little bit more like oh who who am I who am I going to give this poison to? Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, that it makes it. I haven't played it a lot, and I'd like to play more non two player games. But mostly, I play this as a two player game.
0: So, with your experiences with more than two players, um, how does it change the game?
1: Um, overall, it doesn't change too much um basically you're you're sitting around waiting to take your turn a little bit more because you're waiting for them to take their turn so there's a lot more wait time in it uh but that's not too bad you're usually just conversing with someone else next to you while while they're taking their turn but other than having to choose who gets the bad thing if you're messing with someone else's deck uh it's it's not it doesn't affect too much but it is nice to have those times of like ooh do do I want to do that plus it also gives you the a little bit of a breather room because in a two player game if you're if someone else is getting rid of theirs it's going into your discard whereas in a four player game you can have some respite because okay who are they going to pick it might not be sure. me my deck won't get as messed up so it gives a little breathing room but also gives you know a little bit of choices for the person that's doing something so that's 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 mostly how it changes the game
0: yeah interesting yeah i I thought it was really well with two but it made me wonder if three would be more of a distraction or actually it sounds like not with kind of like what you were saying there's more options to do the take that can be spread around or your attentions can be uh redirected in that way so interesting i would like to get this played with a higher player count i, I did really enjoy it a lot i don't know it's a fun combination of, of pushing your luck the kind of silly idea i, I like city builders um a lot, and so just the fun idea of these these neighborhoods coming together. You can have a little humor of two of what's popping up next to what, especially. Um, I- like for some reason and also the fact that the frowny faces like for some reason this game really hates living spaces <laughs> and <laughs> things that are like definitely beneficial like hospitals have a frowny face like who's mad that a hospital is being built in their name or near their neighborhood sick I guess people
1: there man yeah oh
0: that's true i like guess they're spreading disease and it's like they love factories but they don't like power plants how does that make any sense <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, anyway, it's sort of some some silly logic to this game, but it's really, it's it's still, it's that fun city builder things where you can have kind of a, a jokiness about putting what next to what. Uh, <clears throat> um, and then each round, which is actually bodes well for the game, um, you don't have to worry about the last round except memorizing what you don't have in your deck. You can, uh, you just sort of start a fun little city set up again. Uh, the one, oh, one thing I was going to mention though about this is if I had to say a physical interaction fault of this game or not a fault but a difficulty is it's very hard not to bump your deck or to see what's underneath um because so technically when you're drawing you're you shuffle onto the table so you don't see what the first card you draw off the top is then you draw that card and as you're drawing i found that i had to pick up my deck and hold it in my hand otherwise That's what when I, I said I pulled... man you're supposed to hold it in your hand oh is that what you said i'm sorry i missed <laughs> did it did you I... not
1: hear my <laughs> So what you oh, so you, basically as you start is how the talking, I turn works. off your audio you, and then you, I just yeah, you turn it over to me, and while I'm talking, you go get a bowl of cereal, eat something, check check your email, and then eventually I say something like, "Did did, did I get everything?" And then you quickly scramble back to your microphone. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yes, that
0: sounds about right to me. Now, if I had to double check it, let's uh, repeat what you just said. No, oh, I'm sorry, I missed. I totally missed that when you mentioned that. Um, but, but yes, that you are supposed necess- to hold it in your hand. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like it's not. It's unintuitive if you're used to. Uh, you know, I don't can't think of any other game that requires you to hold the cards in your hand. So um yeah so you do have to hold in your hand or it, it helps for sure because playing with someone else a way for them to subtly cheat is to not hold it in their hand and then as you're drawing the cards off the top it'll nudge the cards slightly so you kind of know what's next so you can you can plan for that and so that's just something to watch for or call someone on if they're doing that and be like hey man you gotta you gotta hold in your hand or you've got to be careful not to nudge things that's a minor complaint I, I, but it is
1: i can't remember a, if it's in the rules but i think they mentioned that if you happen to see what the next card is you are forced to play your card so it's not one of those do i want to do it no if you happen to see what the next card is you're forced to play the card
0: oh i never read the rules i had a friend teach it to me so we just missed that i guess actually we learned we learned we're learning it together but um maybe it might not be in the rules maybe that's just my way of thinking no, about it. I think that's it, a good but... rule. That's a good rule. Because that is a, it's an easy way to fudge cheat and even unintentionally cheat. Like you nudge it, you're like, oh, I saw the next one. Oh, that's a residential area. I'm not going to play that. I'll just put that back, or just put that uh, over, cover up that up again. Um, so anyway, that's just a just a quick, uh, I guess a reiteration of what Alex said before is that it's kind of a weird quirk of this game and just something to keep in mind. Definitely not, it ruins it, but it's unusual and uh, necessary for the design. It's until you get used to playing the game, it's sort of, you. And forget easily to like. Oh right, got to pick up my deck when it's my turn. Or you can just hold it in your sweaty hand until <laughs> throughout the entire game. It's up to you, however you I want. How sweat. sweaty are your hands, man? Oh man, <laughs> no, every so sweaty, so sweaty. <laughs> um. All right, let's talk uh, a little bit more about taking this out and about. Uh, this game lends itself pretty well to taking out and about. The table space is. Pretty small. I mean, you're going to have obviously your deck, a discard pile. On your turn, you're going to have your temporary little block or city or town, however you want to phrase it or, um, uh, in cor- in cor- uh can't speak. However you want to envision it uh, is going to be splayed out in your personal little tableau in front of you. And then you're going to have the market, basically, of uh, buildings to buy out in the middle of the table. Uh, so that's pretty much it. So because it's cards and stacks of cards, you can arrange this. Pretty much however you want as long as it's clear what is your draw and what is your discard piles um yeah. on the table uh, those are easy to get confused because there are no uniform backs of these cards right yeah which
1: is another reason why you hold your deck in your hands so you your know which sweaty one is, sweaty here draw pile <laughs> uh i think
0: uh, my cards are time- stuck together <laughs>
1: The only time it takes up a lot of table space is usually near the end game where you are playing like, oh, I'm playing like 10 cards this round. Because there are some times where I've, I've taken it out and it's just like, oh, I kind of have to you know, play my cards around my my plate of enchiladas or whatever.
0: And it's just, it's kind of like <laughs> sprawling all over the place. Uh, my but, giant fajita platter that I got <laughs> that I have to serpentine weave around.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that I mean, it, but that's it. Usually, it it tends to go pretty. Nice. You can usually find a place to put some cards somewhere, uh, and order doesn't usually matter too much. So
0: yeah, and but, maybe uh, just get less fixins for your meal. Yeah, you less uh, aperitifs that are all around and little plates around the table. But um, <laughs> yeah, so so quite quite well there. And uh, if you are the type of person who likes to sleeve, even all the better. You could have a little more protection for the cards, but. I don't know. I, I um, uh, My friend Bill has never, we had a conversation about sleeving, and he says he's never sleeved anything. And I used to be really obsessed with sleeving, and I think that took the tension off. And now I'm just like, cavalier, like, don't sleeve anything, man. If it gets messed up, it was meant to be. <laughs> so, especially with a game like Flip City, it's a cheap one, and it's kind of designed to be taken out and about. Um. Uh, I don't know why I'm giving a sleeving or non-sleeving recommendation out of the blue for this. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Don't I, worry I about it. I don't sleeve it. mine you, either. Yeah. I do
1: sleeve cards. I don't sleeve these. These are actually quite nice cards, so they, no, was, they hold I, up. Uh,
0: that's where I was trying to get. <laughs> Is that they are decent <laughs> cards Let me and just they are run it right to the end bottle. zone for you. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I was getting lost in the weeds there for a bit, so I'm glad you brought me brought me out of the rough, back into the fairway. Golf analogy as well thrown in. we're all over the board today or i am (laughs) anyway okay um what else can we say about this game it is a um uh the feeling of we kind of touched on this a little bit there is some take that idness in there however i would say it's it can be annoying but it's not it's not that much i mean the what the most extreme version is uh slipping apartments into other person's deck right i mean i can't think of anything else that's um more direct than that in this game
1: yeah pretty much that and the power plants allowing you to just move the apartments over type of a thing but i mean I, i i tend to look and both me and liz tend to look at it as less of a you're attacking me and more of a All right, I really need to step up my game. What can I do? How can I, how can I, should I flip that residential area over now or should I continue on with my strategy of trying to get something big to buy or should I end my turn early? I don't, uh, what can I do that would try and hurt them? Is there a way I can get something back into their deck before this gets out of hand type of a situation? It's less of a, uh, although every time we do it, it's just like, I hate you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's a dick move for sure. And it costs a lot of money too. So it is a decision to be made that's kind of a preventative. I mean, it, it costs eight coin to give someone an apartment straight and to buy a factory and flip it costs 11 coin to get a power plant, which allows you to do that uh, for an action. But still that's 11 coin to, to have that option. So it, it's not cheap to do this. Um, yes. So which is, which is kind of helpful to prevent the take that from getting out of control, which I think actually makes it manageable and and reasonable in the game. Um, Let's see. If uh, if you are someone who actually really enjoys trying to... Uh, a deck builder type setup and try to make your deck as efficient as possible this game is actually a really fun process of that where you are trying to not avoid bloat as best you can like you said if you're if you're having issues you're just you sort of refocus you're like oh, i gotta step my game up here what am i actually focusing on <laughs> what is the best move for me here without just getting cards like what am i actually prioritizing here i i find myself doing that a lot in the game especially because I want to do so much or I change strategies midstream or want to, but realize, no, I just got to go after those convenience stores or, or the or the, uh, the central parks. Let's get to the central parks, get some points up, and just get them as quickly as possible. Um, so that I actually think it does quite well compared to other games where, like Star Realms, for instance, where you're getting a lot of cards and then you're streaming other cards let you slough off um, cards you have. This game doesn't really let you discard them it just uh you have to be thinking of that in the process of purchasing so i've gotten to the point where i've just had too many things i'm just my my deck is all over the place and i can't really get rid of them unless i mean you can get rid of apartments maybe but you can't get rid rid of them you're just sort of stuck with the luck of the cards at that point um so it's it's in the system it's It's in the system yeah (laughs) right right um, so anyway uh let's see what else do you have anything there you want to add on like play ups and downs or, or um, player types or game mechanisms that people may or may not
1: like uh the only the only
0: thing and this is coming back to having a, a deck in your hand
1: is if if you're the type of person to play games while eating uh, if you can eat something one-handed uh, it's great if you're gonna eat a burrito, Uh, Probably not. I would not eat this at Chipotle. If you're the type of person to go double handing a burrito, you're going to (laughs) get everything everywhere. Not only the sweat from your hands, but also that sour cream and salsa from your burrito.
0: (laughs) And then you will regret not sleeving these cards. And then you'll think back to me droning on about it. And you'll be like, I knew what Kaz was talking about. But yeah, that's a good point. Actually, uh, for finger foods, probably not the best one <laughs> to play, to play with, because of that handheld deck ne- necessity. Uh, okay, let's see. Would your mom like this? I would say no. I think this is just too much. A, I think that just the right away, the holding the deck in your hand, uh, the whole game is just gonna be a turn off. Uh, but beyond that, I think there's just too too many interconnectivity, too many potential options to get lost in. I think your this would not be your mom's game.
1: Yeah. yeah, definitely not. Although this game does allow for easily like conversing with other people during game, which is something she looks for. Uh, all sure. there's just there's a lot of decisions. The the whole like weirdness. As you said, it's it's you are not used to doing things like this. Like, oh, I need to shuffle under the deck. I need to make sure I don't accidentally flip a card over while I am shuffling, or oh, I need to you know keep it nice and tight in my hand. I have to make sure I put put things over here. It's there is a lot of weird things that I don't you don't usually do in a game, and so that that kind of throws her. So, definitely not definitely not a game for my mom. But uh, it is definitely a game. If if you like deck builders, this is a really weird change of pace. Uh, and I yeah. think it's it's small and tight. It's not probably won't be your go to. Like, ooh, I really like this. But it is an, a refreshing change of pace. I like it. It's yeah. I, I tend to bring this out kind of often. I think maybe once or twice a month. Uh, and it's it's just kind of
0: cute. Yeah. Refreshing is a good way to put it. It just feels different than any other deck builder I've ever, I've played. And it, it does kind of put a nice little spin on it, especially if you're like, like lately I've been kind of getting, I love deck builders, but I've just been a little, uh, kind of getting sick of them. I've been playing a lot of them lately. And so they've just been draining on me. And so, or I prefer to play other things. And so when we chose this one to do this week, and I played it. It felt really, really refreshing. actually. it was like, Oh wow, this is kind of a nice way to do this that doesn't feel same old, same old deck builder style. I build my deck then I try to thin my deck it's it's you know more um like I was saying before you gotta you gotta be thinking of that as you go, and the process is just slightly different, slightly askew in a way that feels very refreshing so all right, um I would say this is a a definite recommend uh, if you are looking for something like that, a deck builder to take out, something that's quick, something that's bright, easy to play. And I would agree with Alex in the fact that it's probably not going to be a go-to game, but I I think I'll be getting this out as well more often than not just to kind of, um, I don't know, do a warm-up game or this would probably be a game that I would take out with another small game to play in conjunction with. Like we could play a few rounds of this and then maybe, I don't know, play Star Realms or... I don't know some other tiny, uh, tiny epic game out and about. Uh, I think that the, they would do well together uh, if you're playing a couple games while you're at the bar or at a restaurant.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would. Okay. I would agree with that. And if you happen to get, if you feel like, as we we kind of alluded to it before, where. You feel like you've kind of run this game has run its course. There is a small expansion you can buy for it that is called uh, Flip City Reuse. Uh, it adds There's two, two, isn't extra. there? Is there one
0: that's Wilderness? <laughs>
1: There is another... Ex- Technically, it's a standalone, although you, it, they do suggest oh, that okay. you can add it in. Uh, yeah, there's a, a Flip City Wilderness. I don't own that one, though. Uh, I've never okay. played with that one. But it does... I've, I've looked into it, and I've kind of... Uh, it's one of those... I kind of already own the game. I don't need a different version of the game. But it is nice to have the <laughs> uh, actual expansion. It adds two other things you can buy. It has a flea market, uh, which... Oh, it's similar to the office other than the cards stay in your discard pile and you can flip them over to get an extra coin. Uh, and then the other side is it doesn't do anything until you flip them back over, uh, basically. So you have to pay a coin to flip it back. So it's kind of like you're borrowing a coin to pay back later at some point in time if you ever care to. And then there's also a plumber shop, which adds a little, little bit more of the the take that Kind of element too. So when you play it, uh, basically you choose and and discard the top and bottom cards from all decks. So basically, you go around to every deck that is in play and go, "All right, I, I can see the one on top, so I'm going to have you get rid of the one on bottom because I I think you don't like what's on top." Or you look at the next person and go, "That's a really nice card on top. Discard your top card." And so I think the plumber shop is the most interesting of all the cards because it it allows for a bit more. Uh, inter intermingling with everyone's deck, but it's not hugely like it's not going to like completely kill someone's deck. It just kind of throws off what they thought they were going to be doing type of a thing. Uh, And on the flip side of that is the renewal agency, um, which uh, it's, I always forget what this means. It's uh, it, it gives you three coins just for flipping, Uh, So basically, it gives you three coins, but they can only be used to flip things, which is hugely powerful, especially when we were talking about being able to flip something that costs eight and mess with other people's deck, Uh, but... You know, it, it requires that you flip over a plumber shop to get that. It's it's hugely powerful, but you also give up the plumber shop. But again, the plumber shop has a frowny face on it, so it's a good and bad situation. So it, I like it. It's interesting. I haven't played with it enough. I'd like to play with it more, uh, but uh, I like it. And if if you like Flip City and you're and you're starting to feel, I think I've, i I think I need more strategies to 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 think about. Definitely uh, get the expansion.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't played with yet. Um, my uh, friend Bill, whose game it is, has it. We didn't play with that. But I, I, like I was kind of saying at the beginning, where I felt that I bet if you play this enough, you'll just have go-to strategies. And you, It's a game that's simple enough that if you play it enough, you'll eventually kind of know the way the tide's turning or have a set strategy that you're going to kind of default to. Um I think that will take longer than I initially thought it would after playing more. I feel like there's more to explore in the base. But I I am glad that there is that other uh, that expansion out there that allows you to kind of throw a little more uh, options in the mix uh, and play with those because I, I really did lo- enjoy this game and I look forward to kind of exploring those as well. So anyway, um, that is Flip City, everybody. I would say it's a, it's a definite recommend and uh, worth checking out for sure. <coughs> Man, this dry air just making me cough still. <laughs> so <laughs> that will do it for us for this one. If you guys have any uh, questions or comments on the games that we've been reviewing or other games that you want us to review, then you can reach out to us a couple ways. You can reach out to us at Chits and Chat on Twitter, uh, you can go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and go down to the comment section on Chits and Chat and fi- fill that out and send it off to us. And if you do, we'd love to hear from you guys. So please do that, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Yeah, and in the immortal words of Flip Wilson, you
1: can't expect to hit the jackpot if you don't put a few nickels in the machine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, you're Uh, quoting your tattoo, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love Flip Wilson. Your back tattoo. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I got tons of Flip Wilson quotes all
0: over my body. All over my body. (laughs) I believe that is the neck one. All right. Well, with that image, we will sign off. (laughs) See you guys later. Bye.